Another spook filled episode of Storytime Anytime. Are you ready to listen to some spooktacular stories? I have an idea. If you can, settle down, get really quiet, turn off the lights. Maybe you want to grab a flashlight or not. In our first story, let's find out what happens when Liz and her brother Billy move into a new house and discover a spooky tree in their front yard. The Spooky Tree When Liz and I moved into our new house, we liked everything about it except for one tree in the yard. It had long, twisty branches and weird, dark leaves. One side looked like a spooky face. It was a spooky tree. Most of the time, the tree just stood there. But at night, it waved its long, twisty branches and made spooky shadows on my wall. When we played baseball, nobody used the spooky tree for third base. And nobody hid behind it during hide-and-seek. Liz and I didn't like the spooky tree. And that was that. I wanted Dad to cut it down. But Dad said, Why, Billy? It's a good tree, so big and strong. Big and strong and spooky, I thought. One day, our baseball got lost. Liz and I went looking for it. Suddenly, Liz shouted, I found the ball, and I think the spooky tree winked at me. I didn't wait to see it wink again. I just ran away as fast as I could. In the middle of the night, a thunderstorm woke us up. A big bolt of lightning struck a pole and sent it crashing down right toward our house. But all of a sudden, it stopped. The spooky tree had caught the pole and saved our house. Then I had to agree with Dad. The spooky tree was a good tree. The next time we played baseball, Liz made the tree third base. It became my favorite hiding place. On Halloween, when Liz and I got dressed up, so did the spooky tree. Now the tree watches over our house every night. And you know what? It doesn't look spooky anymore. It is our friend. 
Are you ready for some Halloween jokes? Yeah! Yes, me too. When is it bad luck to meet a black cat? When you're a mouse. <laughs> what is a mummy's favorite type of music? Rap. <laughs> Why didn't the skeleton cross the road? He had no guts. I like that one. Okay, you'll get this one. What is it like to be kissed by a vampire? I don't know, but I'm sure it's a pain in the neck. <laughs> Just one more. I promise. How does a witch tell time? She looks at her witch watch. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Our next story is about a fire dog named Maxine. Maxine was not always the best fire dog. Let's find out who teaches Maxine to become the best fire dog of all time. Maxine and the Ghost Dog. Maxine always lived at the firehouse with the Pine Plains firefighters. But she wasn't always a good fire dog. One time, the firefighters were rescuing a cat stuck up in a tree. Maxine barked so loudly she scared the cat to a higher branch. Another time, the firefighters were putting out a fire. Maxine tripped over the hose, sending a spray of water into the building next door. Maxine didn't mean to cause trouble, but that's how it always turned out. One day, when the fire alarm sounded and Maxine ran to take her place on the truck, Fire Chief Dave said, "No, Maxine, you can't come along. We can't have any more trouble." Maxine wanted to hide. She started up the stairs and kept going all the way to the attic. She had never been there before. Inside were old chests and boxes and lots of cobwebs and dust. She was feeling sad, but she was also very curious about this new place. So she poked around. Behind one of the trunks, Maxine found a big painting of a dog. The dog looked just like her. Even the spots were in all the right places. The dog in the painting looked so much like Maxine that she barked at it. Woof, woof. Oddly enough, the dog barked back. Woof, woof. Then it wagged its tail, and then it jumped right out of the painting and into the room. It was a ghost. This sent Maxine squealing behind a pile of old firefighter coats. Wait," said the ghost dog. "Don't be scared. I just want to be your friend." Then the ghost dog sat down and began to lick his paws. "My name is Mac," said the ghost dog. "A long time ago, I was the official fire dog for the Pine Plains firefighters." "Really?" asked Maxine. The ghost dog sounded so friendly she inched towards him. I want to be a good fire dog, but all I ever seem to do is cause trouble. That's because you have a lot to learn," said Mac. 
But now that you've found me, I can teach you everything. Ruff, ruff, barked Maxine. That same afternoon, Maxine began her training. Outside, they played run around the firehouse to see how fast Maxine could run. Speed is very important, said Mac. When the firefighters came back and saw Maxine, they asked what was wrong with her. You see, they couldn't see Mac, so she looked very silly chasing nothing around the firehouse. I don't know, said Fire Chief Dave, but I've never seen her run that fast. The next day they played hide and seek so Maxine could practice finding things by smelling them. A good nose is very important, said Mac. She even found one of Firefighter Martha's gloves under a pile of old boots. Where did this come from? said Martha when Maxine brought it to her. I lost this glove weeks ago. I don't know, said Fire Chief Dave, but Maxine seems to know it's yours. Suddenly, the fire alarm rang. Everyone slid down the pole and rushed onto the fire truck. Come on, barked Mac to Maxine. Let's see how fast you can really run. And with that, he ran after the fire truck as it clanged down the street. Maxine kept up just fine. She and Mac arrived just as the firefighters were jumping down from the truck. A tree had fallen and crashed right into the Parker's house. Is everybody out? asked Fire Chief Dave just to be sure. He knew the ceiling could cave in at any moment. Little Billy was crying. My puppy, he's inside. Maxine raced across the yard and into the house. Use your nose, Matt called out. In just a few seconds, Maxine had sniffed out the puppy and chased him safely outside. Thank you, cried Billy as he picked up the puppy in his arms. Maxine wagged her tail happily. Then Fire Chief Dave came over. Good work, Maxine. When did you learn to do all that? Maxine tried to explain about Mac. Woof, woof, she barked. But the chief just kept talking. But you know you're not supposed to be here. Lucky it wasn't a fire or there could have been trouble. Maxine knew she had to keep on learning everything she could. So the next day she went back to her lessons with Mac. He taught her how to pick up things. Strong teeth are very important, said Mac. Maxine practiced carrying dolls just by their dresses and heavier things like boots and buckets. Hold your head out, coached Mac. Early the next morning, the fire alarm rang. It's a house on fire, shouted Fire Chief Dave. This time when Mac barked, go, Maxine jumped right onto the truck. Then she turned to look for Mac, but he wasn't there. He was standing in the driveway. It's okay, called Mac as the fire truck left the station. You can do it. Maxine was a little scared to be on her own, but as soon as she saw the fire, she sprang into action with the rest of the firefighters. There are people inside, she heard the chief shout as she followed them into the house. 
Soon the firefighters carried a man, a woman, and a boy out to safety. But there was someone else still inside. Maxine made her way through the smoky house. She wrinkled her nose extra hard and followed the smell to a little baby girl lying in her crib. Maxine picked up the baby by her pajamas. Then she dashed through the house and out the door. When it was all over, Fire Chief Dave came up to her. Well, it looks like the Pine Plains firefighters have a real fire dog after all. The next day, there was a big ceremony at the firehouse. Fire Chief Dave said, Maxine, you have shown that you are a good fire dog. You are as brave and as strong as the rest of us firefighters. You are now the official fire dog for the Pine Plains firefighters. And with that, he shook her paw and put a little red fire hat on her head. Maxine thumped her tail with joy, but the chief wasn't finished. This hat belonged to Mac, the best fire dog the Pine Plains firefighters ever had. It was many years ago when my grandfather was chief. I'm sure Mac would be very proud to have you wear his hat. Maxine barked loudly. Ruff, ruff. She looked for Mac, but he wasn't there. But she knew that he was somewhere, watching, and very proud indeed. Maxine sure did become the best fire dog of all time. I'm ready to end our time together with a cute poem about a little boy that goes trick-or-treating with his dad one Halloween night. When I go trick-or-treating When I go out to trick-or-treat, I take my dad with me. For when I hear the screams and moans, next to my dad I'll be. The ghosts and pumpkins I like best with their friendly eyes. The witches on their broomsticks give me a real surprise. But dad is always there to say, it's just Halloween fun. Until we saw Miss McPherson's house and we both decided to run. <laughs> this has been brought to you by Twin Sisters Digital Media and Evergreen Podcasts. Be sure to hit subscribe. If your children enjoyed these songs and stories, go to TwinSisters.com to find even more ways for them to sing and learn. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter for our free download of the day giveaways and promotions on exciting new digital learning content like these and much more. And visit our friends at evergreenpodcasts.com. Thank you for joining us at Storytime Anytime. Anne Marie Kelly. Wild Precious Life is a podcast about dreaming big, digging in and connecting across distance, division, and loss. 
In each episode, I talk with prize-winning writers, musicians, and wanderers who remind all of us how we can make the most of the time we have. So meet me here. Let's walk and talk and dream and discover what it means to be wild, precious, and brave. 